Welcome to the Jeff Eby Show. Jeff Eby Show. Where the talk is all about Dixon County. Live from beautiful downtown Dixon in the historic Reagan's Arcade. Welcome to the Jeff Eby Show, where the talk is all about Dixon County. We are guest focused and listener supported. Like us on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube at the Jeff Eby Show. Now, here is your host, Jeff Eby. Hey, we welcome you here today uh, on the show. We, we decided to have kind of a family show, and so I've got really special guests today, my two daughters. Um, but before we get to that, I got one announcement that the Tennessee Volunteer Fire Department wanted me to make, and they're having their annual turkey shoot tomorrow at 9 o'clock over at on Highway 70 West across from the Piccadilly Club. So if you're interested in a turkey shoot, um, this is the place to go. So uh, just head on over there, and y'all have a great time. But today, as I said, we're having a family show, and I wanted to have my, my daughters on today, and I'm so excited that they're on today. I'm, as you might be able to tell, I'm really proud of my girls. And uh, so uh, without further ado, <laughs> let me introduce you to my oldest daughter, Leah Eby, and my youngest daughter, Layton. And uh, we're, we're, we're so proud of them and, and their accomplishments and, and what they've uh, done. We have different last names now, Dad. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Hey, one thing I did wanted to uh, mention when they when Leah walked in, they found out that they w wore the exact <laughs> same top, and they didn't even coordinate that or anything. It just kind of happened. This so. is the second time that's happened to us. The first time we weren't on camera, so oh, really? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's all right. I think it's kind of neat though, actually. But uh, let's let's get into this now. I kind of want to just kind of give a background for y'all. So Leah. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about your, about your background and how you came up through the, the Dixon County School System and kind of how that all went. So I, I guess, started in first or second grade at UCA um, and was there until the fifth, fifth grade and then went over to Dixon Middle School where we both were actually cheerleaders um, and were there sixth through eighth grade. And then ended up going to Dixon County High School, and I graduated in 2007. From there, we went. I went on to college and was at Trebekah for two years, and then transferred to Vanderbilt for two years where I graduated, had a gap year, and then ended up going to med school in South Carolina. Yeah, I remember that because you, uh, you actually moved in Nashville for, uh, for a year and then worked yes. at a doctor's office there. Yes, so I worked at a neurologist <coughs> office for a year while I was applying for medical school and doing all the whole process. And he tried to actually get you to go into his profession, didn't he? Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not really what you wanted to do? No, huh? not at all. Okay. Not at all. So, so how did so, so how did, your college years go? College was good. I enjoyed it a lot. I think... Being in Nashville was really fun, but coming back after being away for school and residency, um, seeing how much it's changed and grown over the last couple of years, really five years. Right. Um, but it was fun. I was, we're close to home. Layton was in school in Nashville as well for some of those years. So 
Yeah, I remember that because you were at Vanderbilt in the dorm and Leighton was at Belmont in the dorm, which was mm-hmm. basically y'all were within walking distance of each other. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I could walk, we could walk to each other's campuses. So, and then when I had my kind of gap year, I was at an apartment, which was right across from Vanderbilt's campus. So, mm-hmm. still very close, um, which was, she stayed with me some, <coughs> which is a neat, I think, cool experience to be able to have together. Now, how was it growing up in Burns? Because we, we originally moved to Burns in the middle 90s, and uh, before that we were in Nashville. And Leighton, you were only two years old, I think, when we when we actually moved to Burns. But that was kind of where y'all <coughs> grew up. And yes. How, how was that experience for y'all? I loved living in Burns. I used to think it was in the middle of nowhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now I realize how close it is to town. Um, our neighborhood was great. We lived in Beechwood. There are a lot of other neighborhood um Families with kids who went to school with us um, right across the road. Leighton had one of her really good friends that lived there. There were lots of sleepovers. Um, (laughs) I think at any given weekend night, there were probably 20 girls (laughs) at our house (laughs) between the two of us. Um, Did a lot of carpooling. We went to church a lot together um, and kind of brought everyone with us. it It was fun. That's my home and... That's what I, when I consider home and the place that I grew up in, it would be that. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of hated that we, you know, moved and sold that, but, you know, because that was kind of y'all's growing up home and everything. But th- we were there, I mean, y'all's whole uh, mm-hmm. school years and, and and everything, and we didn't actually move and sell that until after y'all were already gone and everything. Right. I think but it was in when I was in medical school right. yeah. that y'all actually it sold was it. the only home in Burns that I've ever known because, you know, I was two when we moved there, so I don't remember the house in Nashville, but um, yeah, lots of memories there for I sure. Know. I still will drive by sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know, I do too, too actually, <laughs> <laughs> just to see. Just and to it see. really hadn't even changed. Really no, much. they no. still haven't finished the brick wall yeah, in the back. <laughs> 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 it is still concrete blocks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how was uh, how was medical school? I know that 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 was a challenge, I guess. Not easy, but yeah. worth it. Yeah. Um, the first two years, so. I don't know if people know, but the first two years of medical school, it's all classroom work, um, and you have some very minimal patient exposure, um, most in the form of um, kind of fake encounters where you do it with patients, but for the most part, it's um, all in the classroom. After you finish the first two years, you take your first step of boards, um, and then you go off for the next two years of medical school doing clinical rotations. So my husband and I actually did ours in Alabama, in Gadsden, Alabama, because our school was creating a new campus down at Auburn, and so we were one of the first students to start some of those rotation sites there. Um, So then those two years, you rotate every month through different um, specialties as far as surgery, um, family medicine, internal medicine in the hospital, pediatrics, Um, and then kind of your last year, you can choose a little bit more as far as what you think you're going to specialize in after you graduate from medical school. Um, You can travel some and go visit uh, different sites for the places that you would consider doing residency. Um, And we actually did that, uh, spent a month in Mississippi where we ended up. Yeah, we're traveling Philadelphia for a while too. So we were in West Virginia for a month, in Philadelphia for a month, um, in Mississippi for a month, and then we were in Ohio for a month. 
And so that you were basically looking to see if that's where you want to do residency? Yes, or, okay. yes. So you take, and you don't have to do that many away rotations. We did just because we really didn't know um, where we kind of wanted to end up and still kind of figuring out, especially what Kyle, as far as what specialty he wanted to do. So with us doing couples matching, it kind of limited our spots as, as well, far as where we could go together. Right. Um, so, you know, wanted to increase our odds of matching there, and you do that by doing rotations there. Yep, so you got married in 2016, right, to Kyle, who you met uh, in, in, in medical school. school. Yeah. And we started dating our second year of medical school. Okay. And we ended up both going to Alabama for rotations. Um, we got engaged and then ended up married right maybe – two or three weeks before we graduated med school. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then made the move over to Jackson, Mississippi, where we went to University of Mississippi Medical Center for residency. Now, how was that? Hard. Because you worked in the VA, too, right? Oh, yes. I was in the VA. Um, so we had the medical center, the major medical center, which is the only level one trauma center in the state, um, and then the main VA for Mississippi was right across the street from um, UMC. So I probably spent a third of my time at the VA doing inpatient medicine rotations and then rotating through some of the clinics there. It's a different experience for sure. Yeah. It's a different <laughs> way to practice me <laughs> practice medicine. Yeah, we had last week we had a, a veteran show and we had we had two of the VA reps uh, on here and we talked about some of those issues, not only uh, disability benefits but you know, the medical, how the kind of the medical system kind of works a little bit. So you saw that firsthand, right? Yes. So compare that to a regular hospital situation. What's the difference? So I think there are some pros as far as benefits to being at the VA. You can get, depending on what facility you're at, you can get a lot of care done there and don't have to go outside. Um, but it moves very slow. Right. If you want anything done outpatient, you have it's probably scheduled six months to a year um, out just because of the limited providers that they have, um, limited resources, um, and it's just it moves a lot slower right. than any other facility I've worked at. Yeah, and I, and and personally, I've 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 seen that to be true personally. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay, so uh, so y'all did your residency there, mm -hmm. and then you grad you you actually have a separate graduation for that, right? Yes. So, we both of our residencies were three years. I did internal medicine, which focuses it's primary care for eighteen and up, and we do um, both inpatient and outpatient medicine. Um, and you can choose to do either of those when you graduate, or both of them, like I'm doing now. Um, and then my husband Kyle did emergency medicine. And that was three years as well. So I actually ended up getting pregnant my yeah. last <laughs> year of residency, which is on purpose. On, <laughs> on, it was you planned. ended up, <laughs> <laughs> which was planned. Um, and we, I graduated one day and then was induced with my son the next day and gave birth to him on June thirteenth. And then my husband graduated the next week from residency, and then two weeks later we moved here. I know that was a, that was a like a packed three months right there. I would never it? recommend it to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I understand that. So let me ask you this, and we're gonna we're gonna get to your kind of wh- where you worked at the Dixon Hospital and everything. But if somebody's listening, and let's say they're in high school, mm-hmm. all right, and they want they either want to be a a doctor or a nurse, and we'll ask Layton this too. What do you think? they need to be concentrating on if, if they want to go through this whole process and it's a long process and it's at a very expensive process it is but you know if you can make it through it it, it, it pays it pays for itself eventually so what would you recommend a really long yeah, time yeah. from now <laughs> <laughs> so what would you recommend like a sophomore in high school that's thinking about doing because you you knew you wanted to be a doctor when you were 10 years old I think mm-hmm. So you kind of had that on your mind the whole time you were going through school and everything. So what would you say would be important for them? I would do, you know, obviously you need to have a lot of science classes. Um, Try to take the honors classes if you can. If not, it's no big deal. Um, I think really having, they want very well-rounded people as physicians now. They're a lot more relatable. They have a lot better bedside manner in general. Um, a lot of just exposure to the community and where you're from. Um, I think that's huge. Doing a lot of extracurricular, like volunteer work, um, any uh, conferences that you go to with the different clubs that you're involved in with school. I think really just focusing on being well-rounded, taking the classes, and doing the hard work. Right, right. So being involved in some of the extracurricular, uh, you know, activities as far as the clubs in high school yeah. and being like the leaders in those particular, those are the things that they actually look at. Not necessarily, of course they look at your grades, mm-hmm. but they also look at this other stuff also. Yeah. So they, I mean, <coughs> they want people who are leaders um, and holding leadership positions in your different clubs that you're involved in. And it's not necessarily about how many things you're involved in, but maybe how you're involved in particular things. So being very involved in, say, HOSA, which is the medical um, group. Health Occupation Students of America. Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the... I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The club that I was in in school. Now, I I did not hold a leadership position in that, but, you know, if you're one of the presidents, vice presidents, um, secretary, treasurer, just being really involved in that. I did go to our... Um, the conferences where I did um, state level um, different things. I think I did testing in medical terminology. So I tested into that from the regional um, conference that we had. Um, And then I was in choir all four years of high school, really involved in that as far as concert choir. And um, I was in the all-girls group as well. So um, just being in involved in certain things and not necessarily having your name on a lot of things. Right, right. Now, I know grades are important, and your uh, your uh, test at the end of the school, your... Your ACT. Yeah, your ACT. That, that's pretty important, too, right? Yes, yes. So, uh, what do people need to do to kind of make sure that they have a good ACT score? So, they have a lot of prep classes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember those. <laughs> Um, as far as going to college, um, you know, obviously you want to score as high as you can. Then you'll get more scholarships. Um, you'll be able to apply for different things. And then just based on where you want to go to college, certain colleges have a higher standard of ACT scores. Right, right, um, right. Okay. All right, we're going to go to break, and uh, we're going to get – when we come back, we're going to talk about 
um, where you're working now, and then we're going to move to Layton, my youngest daughter, and we're going to talk about uh, everything that she's been through. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. doesn't have to be one of them. Make a choice you won't regret. The foremost choice. Are you looking for your dream home? Well, Lee Realty Group guarantees you the perfect home. With our expert agents that have over 100 years of combined experience, you are assured 100% customer satisfaction. If you are buying or selling, Lee Realty Group is your local veteran-owned real estate company. Contact us now at 615-446-2006 or online at leerealtygrouponline.com. Like us on Facebook at Lee Realty Group. insurance carrier doesn't have to be one of them. Make the choice you won't regret. The foremost choice. Uh, we welcome you back. We're here uh, live with my uh, two daughters, Leah Evie and uh, Lexan Evie. And before we went to break, uh, we were still our, our, our married names. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Y'all always are Evie to me, so I'm sorry. Uh, Leah Moore and Leighton Nord. So, um, sorry. So before we went to break, we were talking about what kids need to do. So let's talk about your time. And you, you know, you originally got a job at the hospital here. Yes as a um, hospitalist. So tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about that. First of all, hi, Aunt Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> um, so, yes, when we moved here after we had James Paul, Kyle ended up starting working at the hospital here, Horizon Medical Center in the ER. And then I started a month or so later um, as a hospitalist um, at Horizon as well. So what that means is I, do mo I did mostly well, all inpatient medicine at that point. Right. Um, 
we had an open ICU, so that means I, I took care of the ICU patients as well with the support of the pulmonologist intensivist that we had on staff. Um, so anytime patients are admitted to the hospital, typically the primary care doctors don't admit them anymore. Um, our, where I'm at now is a little bit different, but in general, and especially here in Dixon, um, they do not come to the hospital. So you have what's called hospitalists that will admit you and take care of you while you're there. So we typically do seven-day stretches in a row just for good continuity of care. And so you're not having a different doctor every day. Right. And then that will switch. The next week it'll be another doctor who's there for seven days. Typically we try to have the same doctor switch. So if you have to be there for a prolonged amount of time, um, it'll be the two doctors who are switching back and forth who will take care of you. Um, and so I was there for two years. Um, great experience. I had to become an attending throughout the pandemic, which was... Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. How, 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 how did that all go for you? I know you were there when it started, and you were kind of there through the whole thing. And mm -hmm. what changes did you see, like, immediately when, when this all started happening? So I think there was just a lot of fear um, when it first started. And so people with medical problems that needed to come to the hospital would just avoid it because they were afraid they were going to get COVID. Right. So at first, when it, when it first started, we had very few patients in the hospital, and it actually affected us as far as, you know, having staff cuts because there weren't enough patients to take care of because people were afraid to come to the hospital. Right. Um, that quickly changed. And <laughs> then it was people who have delayed their care for months come in and whereas normally they would not be as sick, we could take care of them in the hospital for a few days and get them out. They would be a lot more sick and a lot more critical when they're coming to the hospital and have a lot more emergent situations. So they would require a lot more work. They would be in the ICU. Um, and this is just outside of COVID, just regular things, heart attacks, strokes, heart failure, exacerbation, COPD exacerbation, just in general would be a lot more sick. Um, so our numbers um, got up very quickly. Then when COVID started, and I think probably the worst of it was November, December of 2020, and mm -hmm. then January into February of 2021 were very, very hard. Um, probably the hardest as far as work that I've had to go through, even I would consider residency in that as well. Um, just as far as the patient numbers that you had to see individually, the acuity of the patients, we had to um, transform regular hospital floors and beds into ICU beds and kind of makeshift ICUs um, just because there were so many sick patients with COVID. So I, that, was, that was hard. Yeah. Um, and then Kyle and I, and I guess James Paul, we all got COVID during that time as well. Yeah. <coughs> so having to work and then get sick, quarantine, and then really have to go back to work immediately just because our need for physicians was so high because our patient loads were so heavy. Um, uh, so it was, it was hard. Um, probably the most sick patients and the most amount of patients I've ever had to take care of. Wow. So as far as the PPE, did y'all get into that immediately, or was that kind of a transition for y'all to, to be in full PPE or what? So we, masking, just regular masks were required from right. the very beginning. 
um, that's probably something we'll never not have right. now. Um, and you think of it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> we probably should have been doing that all along. Um, but as far as the whole gowns, we would do that immediately with any patient that we suspected had COVID. When it first started, we didn't have the rapid tests and we didn't have any testing in-house. So everything had to be sent off. So we would have to basically quarantine these patients in the hospital until we got their test results back. And sometimes it could be a week. So we would wow. do full PPE for those patients. Most of them at the beginning were negative. Um, by the time COVID was really picking up, we had in-house testing. And so we could get the results back within 45 minutes or an hour. So initially, then, you quarantined patients that might may not have been positive for COVID, right? Oh, because yes. you had no choice right. but to do that. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, by doing that, sometimes patients who were negative ended up being with someone who was positive just because mm -hmm. we didn't have a way of knowing and we had to protect the people that were that we knew, either the staff or the patients that we didn't think had it. So, um, But we never, we never had a shortage. Um, we never were concerned about that. I think there was a huge scare when the pandemic first started as far as storing up stuff. But Horizon took great care of their staff as far as making sure we had everything that we needed. Um, they would bring in meals because our cafeteria was closed. Right. So we would get catered meals. Um, I know. That was such a weird time, wasn't it? It was. It was. I mean, for everybody, you know. And yeah. when everybody else was shut down, y'all still had to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And thank goodness we had a nanny to, yeah. <laughs> to take care. Shout out, Kirby, uh, to take care of James Paul because otherwise, you know, a lot of those places weren't open or wouldn't feel safe sending our child to a child care place where they could potentially be exposed and put in danger. Right, right. Okay, so you were there for a couple of years, mm -hmm. and then you just recently, well, not real recently, but six months ago, I guess, or so. Yeah, in August. Yeah. Um, so my last month at Horizon with it was in July of this year. And then just because of scheduling and having a family, and um, we have a two-and-a-half-year-old son now. I know. So um, that seven days on was very – I remember it was very difficult yes. for you to be away from, from, from James him. Paul for seven solid days like that. And those were 12-hour shifts. Right. Um, now, I didn't – wasn't there for the whole 12 hours, but I was responsible for patient care the whole 12 hours. Right. Um, so a lot of times I either didn't get to see him in the morning before I went to work or didn't get to see him at night before he went to bed, which was one of the reasons I got to, um, I wanted to transition to something different. So now I'm at the Frisk Clinic in Nashville at Centennial, which is a sister hospital to Horizon right. and I'm doing primary care and I've really, really enjoyed it. And it's been a great transition for, for me and our family, um, and I get to see y'all on the weekends. I know. <laughs> you don't have to work around your weekend schedule. Yes, no. <laughs> and you're off on Friday. I'm off on Friday. And Layton's so off on Friday. Yes, so, love it. Know. Yes. So uh, We're living our best lives over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very blessed. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, so Layton, now we're going to transition to you a little bit, all right? Thanks. All right, so <laughs> just tell us about how your, your growing up was and kind of give us a little background into that. I know it was a little bit different than, than yeah. your sister. Yeah. Um, I started, I don't think I ever went to any schools but in Dixon County, right? I mean, except for maybe like daycare or right. Mother's Day out or something. But right. Well, you I went to started, UCA for like... Yeah, well, I started yeah. in kindergarten, right? right? And at UCA, mm -hmm. and then I was there until third grade. Right. 
And then I went to Stuart Burns Elementary School for fourth and fifth grade. And then obviously Dixon Middle School for um, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Cheerleader there. Um, and went to Dixon County High School. Cheered three years um, there, my sophomore, junior, and senior year there. Um, and then I went to college at Belmont University, where I cheered all four years. Um, I was in a sorority, find me there. Um, yeah. And then after I, gra I graduated from Belmont with my BSN, which is Bachelor's of Science in Nursing, um, in December of 2014, I transitioned to um, the nurse residency program at St. Thomas West, and I was doing the critical care um, path. I worked there for about six months and decided the hospital was not for oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was working nights and weekends and all that stuff. And just like the age that I was at um, was really difficult. I had just gotten out of college. My boyfriend, who is now my husband, Wilden at the time, he was still in college and he was also cheering. Right. Um, that's how we met. Um, and so it was really difficult for me because he was still doing the thing that we kind of met at and that was our thing together right. and then I was over here working nights and weekends yeah. and not really being a grown-up being a grown-up it was not <laughs> fun for me it's <laughs> a big transition it is it is um I always tell people like 23 was like not a great year for me <laughs> um but um so after I stopped working at St. Thomas I had always been interested in dermatology, just been kind of intrigued by it. Um, and I actually applied for a job as a front desk person, even though I was a nurse, because that was the only opening at a dermatol yeah, at the yeah. dermatology office. And I got an interview and I went in there and they looked at my resume and they were like, oh, you're a nurse. I was like, yeah. And they were like, well, we need nurses too. So that's how I got hired there. Um, I worked there for about nine, 10 months. That was in Franklin. And then it was just too far for me to drive. And then I switched over to Nashville skin. Um, and Nashville skin was really where, um, I kind of fell in love with dermatology and was like, I can see myself doing this for a long time. Um, you know, the cosmetic part was super interesting to me and as well as the medical dermatology, um, just, you know, being a nurse for the doctors, they got to do all sorts of stuff. They got to do, see, you know, regular skin checks, taking off skin cancer surgeries, and then also the cosmetic part. Um, yeah, you did so one on me, by the way. I did. <laughs> I did. It um, looks good. Yeah. <laughs> I still have the side of my head. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's really where I fell in love with dermatology. And I worked with a lot of nurse practitioners, Um at Nashville skin as well. And I was like, I could do this. I could do this. And so I was just interested in, you know, having more autonomy with my, you know, with my practice and, right. you know, my patients and, you know, just having my own patient load. So in, um, 2017, I went back to school to get my master's to become a nurse practitioner, um, at MTSU. And it took me two and a half years to do that. So I graduated in May of 2020 and it was 2020 was supposed to be the year for me yeah. but clearly that didn't happen um you got married? I did I did A but it was it was all you know planned. it was all messed up it wasn't supposed to it wasn't 
didn't turn out like I'd planned originally. Well, I mean, you know, the whole COVID thing was had a lot to right, do with it, it too. No, that's all yeah. it had to do with. So I was supposed to graduate May 8th. And um, in May 8th of 2020, and then we were supposed to get married, me and my husband, May 16th of 2020. Um, obviously, we had to postpone, and I didn't get to, like, walk during graduation. Um, so, yeah. Um, now I am working. I did a little stint at a med spa in Franklin uh, for about a year, um, year and three months. And then I started my new job at Pinnacle Dermatology in July, and cool. I love it. Now, love it. at your med spa, what kind of kind of the stuff y'all did? We did Botox, filler, lasers, um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, facials, facials, yeah, chemical peels. There's more advanced stuff, threads that people don't really know about, but we did all that kind of stuff. So yeah. what now? What are you doing now? It's a, it's a little bit different. So now, um, so I actually got laid off from my job at Nashville Skin in March of 2020 um, because I was only working part time, and um, I was only working part time. So they kind of, you know, let the part time people go first, and then I got. The, the, the job in Franklin at a, at a med spa right after that. Right. Um, and clearly, I was always interested in more of the cosmetic work, but um, after I worked there for a year and a couple of months, I really, really wanted to get back into medical dermatology. Um, so that's kind of where I was searching like this past summer um, and finally landed the job at Pinnacle Dermatology in July. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna continue our discussion here in, in just a minute. We're gonna go to break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about that and talk about how y'all are taking patients. So we want to let everybody know that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll be right back here in just a minute. Stay. doesn't have to be one of them. Make a choice you won't regret. The foremost choice. Are you looking for your dream home? Well, Lee Realty Group guarantees you the perfect home. With our expert agents that have over 100 years of combined experience, you are assured 100% customer satisfaction. If you are buying or selling, Lee Realty Group is your local veteran-owned real estate company. Contact us now at 615-446-2006 or online at LeeRealtyGroupOnline.com. Like us on Facebook at Lee Realty Group.
all make bad choices. Your insurance carrier doesn't have to be one of them. Make the choice you won't regret. The foremost choice. You've dreamed about the perfect house, a place to call your own, and a place to not only stretch out, but to grow. Auto Owners protects your house because to you, it's home. That's simple human sense. Ask EV Insurance and Dixon if Auto Owners makes sense for you. Happy to help, man. I was just over there talking to myself anyway. It takes a real estate expert to find the right 2,000 square feet in a neighborhood where kids can be kids, land softly, and grow up not so fast, please. A place to laugh together and make a lifetime of memories. And it all starts with a realtor guided by a code of ethics. So, can you picture it? And the doors you open together. Welcome back uh, here on the Jeff Eby Show. I'm your host, Jeff Eby, and we have been talking with my two daughters, and they did correct me. I, I call them Leah and Leighton Eby because I just, that's that's how I think of them. But they are both married, and it's Leah Moore and Leighton Nord. And before we went to break, Leighton was kind of giving us an overview of kind of some of the stuff she did. So where you're working now at the Pinnacle Dermatology, kind of what what, what kind of stuff you do now? Well, so Pinnacle Dermatology is a huge dermatology group. I think there's 80-something offices across eight states, seven or eight states, and they are continuing to grow. Um, so when I got my job, they kind of hired me on to be like a floater, like a floating provider right. um, to kind of fill in for people who are on maternity leave, um, offices that um, – have someone quit and they need someone to fill in until they hire someone permanently or, you know, people who have COVID or sick. Um, so I'm kind of traveling all over, um, kind of traveling all over my most recent stint. What I'm doing now is I'm in Manchester, um, Tennessee. Um, I've been in Murfreesboro. I've been in Belmede. I've been in, uh, Mount Juliet, Franklin. Um, but right now, basically I'm seeing about I don't know, 30, 25 to 30 patients a day, which in dermatology, that's not a lot of patients. Uh, we just that's have a lot of patients for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, just, you know, how dermatology works. We don't have to have more of the comprehensive like you have to. Um, we're just focused on the dermatology issues. Um, but I see anything from rashes to acne skin cancers, full body skin exams. Um, and I'm also doing surgeries as well, like taking off cysts on people, um, skin cancers on people, basal cells, squamous cells, even melanomas. I took off one last week on someone. Um, so yeah, I pretty much do everything you could need for dermatology. Now, when are you going to be at a certain location and, and, and start accepting your own patients, do you think? Um, 
TBD. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> soon, and hopefully it's somewhere that's closer um, than Manchester, because yeah. that's like an hour and a half away for me. Um, but um, yeah, I'm just enjoying. I'm kind of quote unquote paying my dues in the right. in the dermatology world, which I'm happy to do because that's really. You know, being a dermatology nurse practitioner has been a long time coming, and it feels incredible to be able to do what I have wanted to do for so long every day. Sure. Um, I really enjoy it, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity that Pinnacle has given me, and kind of because I, you know, as a nurse practitioner, um, I'm a family nurse practitioner, so that's kind of my training. But it was just kind of we got like one section of dermatology in in nurse practitioner school, but, um, I worked in dermatology as an RN for five years. So, but I didn't have any experience as an MP. So typically dermatology offices won't hire nurse practitioners that don't have NP experience. Um, so they kind of took a chance on me and I'm, you know, I did a six week training course with one of the doctors in Belmede and, um, kind of flying solo now and doing my own thing. But, yeah, they gave me a great opportunity. I'm super thankful for that. Yeah, I meant to, to tell you this because I talked to your mama about this. But yeah. do you remember all the security things that I tell you girls to do when you're by yourself and everything? Yeah, I have Nash with me, my dog, oh. so he's my security. <laughs> well, I don't know how much he security he would be. <laughs> Um, yeah, I actually, when I'm there, I stay in a hotel, like I stayed in a hotel, um, Tuesday night and Wednesday night, so I don't have to drive so far. Um, but yeah, always check, make sure there's no one in your car before you get in it, you know, all that kind of stuff. Check your surroundings. Check your surroundings. I'm always, try to be, uh, you know, conscious of my surroundings. My husband would probably say different, but... Know where your exits are. <laughs> yeah. Have a blanket and water in your car. Yeah. yeah. Don't always keep your gas tank below or over halfway, but that I never do. Yeah. I know. And how many times did I tell I you girls to like do that? I had like 50 miles to the gallon yesterday. <laughs> oh, I had like I, 20. I have to go. Get gas. <laughs> My husband is going to not be happy. Hey, uh, that reminds me. That time that y'all had that little incident on the interstate, you and Wilder. It was. The, it was. The, it's the exit that my um, that my office is on. Really. I remember I, I was driving. No, this is when the um, in the Mustang, the the gray Mustang, the um, what's the one that keeps the battery going? <laughs> what's that called? What? The alternator. Yeah, yeah the alternator. Um, my alternator went out when we were on our way to see you guys, actually in Alabama. Oh yes. And uh, Dad was in Tullahoma doing drill that weekend, right. and he just. We happened to be on that exit, and he came over and fixed my car. Yeah. <laughs> like he did. Dad to the rescue. Yeah, all the time for years, years and years. Yes. And now Wilden has to do that, bless him. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember that because Wilden was working, like, he, he worked, he played drums downtown for a while. Mm-hmm. And then y'all left, I don't know, what, it was 3 o'clock in the morning or something, and you were headed back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was, um, he, oh, I thought you were talking about. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Um, sorry, time? different story that dad had to come save the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, but um, Walden played drums downtown Nashville uh, for like a year, year and a half, and I would always come and watch him on the weekends when I could. And we were on our way back from one of the one of you know downtown Broadway, and a guy like sideswiped us on the interstate. Oh. 
and he wasn't going to stop. And so Walden was like, I need to like at least get this guy's, you know, plate information. And so he followed him off the interstate in a bad part of town. And he ended up, we ended up at like a cul-de-sac and Walden like, like went around to try and like talk to him. And the guy, once he like turned around, had a shotgun, I guess, pointing at us. Um, and, uh, he shot, I don't, we don't think he shot at the car cause there wasn't any like bullet holes in the car, right. but he <laughs> shot up in the air, I guess, to scare us. And obviously I was scared and, um, Walden just like spun out of there and got us out real quickly. And we yeah. And they actually did a news report on that. Didn't yes. they? they did. Yeah. Like at like 5 a.m. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. if, if, oh, so I, I'm going to ask you this kind of the same question I did Leah about, if, if somebody's in school and they want to go the nursing track mm-hmm. into the medical field, mm-hmm. what would you suggest that they do? So I took a little bit different route <laughs> than Leah. Like, I was always, like, extracurriculars first. Like, I loved cheerleading. That was honestly in high school my t- main priority because I loved it so much. Right. Um, I wasn't a 4.0 student. I think I had a 3.8 when I graduated. Right. Um, so I was able to get into Belmont. Um, but I did the same things as she did. Like, I was in HOSA. Um, I was in, like, I don't know, all the different clubs that, the you know, club. your beta club, yeah. yes, all those kind of different clubs. Math club? I was no. not in math club. <laughs> math club was my worst subject. Um, still, numbers scare me. Um, <laughs> Thank goodness for calculators. Right. Um, but, and in college, it was kind of the same thing. I, re- I really did not know what I wanted to do in high school, and I actually went into Belmont undecided. Mm-hmm. Um I thought I wanted to be a dental hygienist, and y'all kind of talked me out of that. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, it was good. Y'all, you know, you encouraged me to, to do the nursing route, one, because mom was a nurse, and two, because you said I would always have a job in nursing. It wouldn't, you know, make good money. I would make good money and, right. you know, wouldn't have to rely on anyone. Um, but so I went into Belmont undecided my first semester, and then I declared you had to apply while you were in school, like my first year, uh, my first semester um, to the nursing program, and I got in. And even in school, like even in college, <laughs> school wasn't really my top priority. I was <laughs> cheering, and I was having a lot of fun. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't trade my Belmont experience for the world. I loved Belmont. um, And now me, I mean, I met my husband through Belmont. We both cheered together. um, And now we're both kind of contracted coaches for the the cheerleading squad at Belmont. um, And, I mean, for – I always tell people, like, they always say nursing's like the hardest major – at, at Belmont, and it is very difficult, but it's also, grades aren't everything. I don't want to, like, like <laughs> discourage people. Discourage people from, like, making good grades. Like, clearly, like, you need to make good grades to get into, like, your master's program, but there's lots of other things, like you said, that they look at um, that you can make a commitment to something. Like, I was a cheerleader for four years, so they looked at that and were like, she can make a commitment to that. Um, and you know, more of like well-rounded, um, mm-hmm. I just took a different approach, um, <laughs> to school than Leah did. Cause you know, she graduated with 4.0, me not so much, but I still got into <laughs> master's program hey. and, and I'm look still, at and I'm a nurse, pra- 
practitioner and I'm doing what I love every day. So there's definitely different routes that Absolutely. people can take. Um, so yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't trade anything that I've experienced for the world. Awesome. Awesome. I know both of you had great college experiences and we were as parents, you know, we, we want our girls to have um, really good experiences like that. The one thing that I, I, I say to other people it was kind of a bittersweet thing is that when y'all left for college, y'all were, that was it. Y'all were gone, didn't come back home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, what you know, does that mean? Yeah. Well, it means that y'all. We're close still. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, y'all knew what you wanted to do. You know, you didn't want to, to and we, we taught y'all this, to, you know, take care of yourselves. And, 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 you know, I didn't want y'all have to rely on anybody else for what y'all do, you know, and, and y'all did that. And I'm very proud of y'all, but, um, let's shift gears just a little bit. Cause I want to talk about when I, I was deployed and of course your mom was, was at, she was a nurse at the middle school at the time. And, um, I think that kind of helped a little bit, but kind of talk about how that experience was for you. Cause I know we may have a lot of veterans watching and, and how it affects the family when, you know, you have to go away, especially in the, into a war zone or whatever. But um, how did that how did that affect y'all? You think? Well, I was always a daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. Always have been. Always will be. Um, so it was, and I was in the fifth and sixth grade. Um, I think mine, like the time that I that you were gone when, like my age was a little bit less difficult than you because you were in middle school. In high school, I was in eighth and ninth grade. Yeah, yeah, so I feel like those are real pivotal times. But um, it was, I mean, super difficult. I don't like to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm obviously so proud to have a dad that you know is a veteran and that you know did fight for our freedom. Like that makes me so proud as a daughter. Um, but it doesn't, it didn't make it or hadn't wasn't making it any less difficult um, for us. Um, and we, I feel like, relied on you so much as the head of the household. And then when we didn't have that for a year, and a, a year, year and a half, um, it was, it was, it was really difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think, like she said, I was in eighth and ninth grade, and those are, you're going through a lot of changes yeah. in yeah. life. Um, at that point, lots of hormones. <laughs> You know, you're going from middle school to high school. Um, I remember specifically, so dad was in Kuwait for, I don't remember how long you were there for. Yeah, three or four weeks. Um, And he always had our computer stuff all set up. And I remember calling him on his cell phone that he had in Kuwait. I think it was in the middle of the night for him. And telling him I couldn't get something to work on the computer. (laughs) (laughs) And he walked me through the whole thing, and we got it taken care of. I think the cell phone bill that month was like $2,000. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Um, But it was totally worth it to be able to talk to him at that time. Yeah, I mean, at that time, all we had were, like, flip phones that we could talk. I mean, I remember you got, yeah. You got a T-Mobile phone that would yes. work over there, right. and it was like a flip phone, and we were able to talk to you. I think we talked to you like once a week or once mm-hmm. every couple of weeks or something like that, yeah. but right. Christmas and birthdays were super hard, yes. too. Um, I remember cri- the, the one Christmas that you were gone. Were you gone for one or two Christmas? One. One. I remember you sent us a tree, like a huge tree. Yeah. That we um, could not figure out how yeah, to, we couldn't figure to out, plug up We couldn't correctly. figure out how to put it together. Um, but Christmas was, de- and birthdays were definitely hard not having you there for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, 
See, I, this is one thing I remember, and, and Matt has a picture. Uh, you have that picture when uh, I came back and I went to your middle school, and uh, there was Mr. Bradford there, and I, yeah. I gave a little talk to your class yeah. or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's up there right now. Yep, there it is. Um, yeah. So. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh look so at baby Look. <laughs> And those capris. Yep. Oh, she's cute. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Um, and you know, with you, Leah, I just remember. You know, I, I tried to find that picture of us when we got back. I got, I came back, and we. It was just a, a moment that we had right there. But I just remember, like, I almost didn't recognize you because you had changed that much, and and you don't realize that. You know, like you were saying, that's a critical part of your life when things, all the hormones are going, and you change so much. It was like, I told Sharice, my wife, I said, I, I don't even recognize this girl. You know? But, that you know. Was a, I, I remember that moment you're talking about. very, And I don't think airport. I will ever forget it. Um, yeah. Us standing there at the security line, and mm-hmm. we were like right, our toes were on the edge. <laughs> and that lady kept looking at us like, what are these two girls doing? <laughs> And we were like, are you serious? We haven't seen our dad in over a year. And it was very close. Obviously, he was there after 9-11, so it was in, in very soon after that. Right. So, you know, security was at an all-time high. So just, I just remember you coming around the corner, and we saw you, and we both just started jumping up and down, screaming, uh, and running in and hugging you. I, I will never forget that moment. Nope. I know. <laughs> I know. I won't either. I mean, that's, that's something that, um, you know, happens in your life that really changes your perspective on everything. Oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah. I think I have an extra or just extra sensitive to those situations when I see it in other families and mm-hmm. those vi- homecoming videos make me cry all the time when yeah. I watch them. Soldiers and dogs, any commercials. <laughs> I literally can't watch okay, anything. So it's more so just soldiers. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but just, just very thankful for um, – your sacrifice and very proud to be your daughter and very thankful for uh, others who have served and um, been there for our country. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for y'all and I know your mom had a hard time, you know, while I was gone trying to keep everything together. <laughs> well, I don't think Leighton had light bulbs in her room for <laughs> a very long time. <laughs> when she tried to flip on the lights in the morning, I'd say, ha ha, there's no lights. <laughs> Daddy Paul came and replaced, I don't know, 40, 20 <laughs> light bulbs in our house yeah, one I day. Yeah. I know. Th- those are the kind of things you just don't realize. You just don't mm-hmm. think about that, that happened, you know, when, you know, I made sure everything was taken care of all the time. And then when you're not there, then some right. of these things that you don't realize that need to be taken care of, they're just, they're just not, you know. And that's, that's why you have a, a family because you have all different jobs you do in the family mm-hmm. to m- make sure everything runs smooth and everything. Absolutely. So. But um, we uh, have a – Sharice, come on in. This is my wife, Sharice, and – Hi. Aww. This is for you. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, her birthday is tomorrow. And, um, I'm 33. Still 30. We're just stopping at oh, 30. Oh, we're <laughs> stopping at 30. Well, okay, I'll stop at 29. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you've, got, you've got a – this next year, you're going to be 30, right? 30. I know. Yikes. Does that even seem possible? No, no. it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> and you know, we're 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 waiting on some more grandchildren too. By the way, <laughs> we are few years. Twenty twenty three. That's your year. 
like yeah. 2020. <laughs> yeah. So, so you have a little boy named James Paul. Yes. And he's precious and he's precious. he Bela is just like um which is what the he calls uh Cherise. It's just like in love with him, so. Oh, and he's in love with her. He can, he <laughs> can he do no wrong. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Until he comes home. Yeah. Back to his parents. But this morning, I was telling them before it started, I, I told them we're going to Bail and Jacobs this afternoon. He got so upset because we weren't going then. <laughs> like, he, he was trying to drag me to the car. To, to he's go. like, we got to go, Mom. I know, I know. But, um, you know, I, I really ap- appreciate you girls and, and what you have become. Sharice and I are both so proud of you and, you know, how you've, you know, now you've got your own families, but, you know, we're all still a part of that. And, you know, as Thanksgiving's come up, uh, coming up here next week, and, um, you know, we're just so thank- thankful for so many things. I know we, we have so many things to be thankful for. Um, health and you know we're you know we all have a home we're living and we have food and you know we're just so thankful for those things and do you have anything in particular y'all want to talk about some maybe things you're just just overwhelmingly thankful for I'm thankful for my family and you guys um definitely my husband (laughs) (laughs) I love you very much um it's so funny because um, I literally don't, one, don't know where I'd be without you guys. I mean, obviously, you're so proud of us, but we wouldn't be here um, in the positions that we are without you guys and how you raised us and how you raised us to be independent and, you know, do what we wanted to do in life. Um, so very thankful for you guys. Um, and and just echoing what she said, very yeah. thankful for our family. Yeah. Um, you know, you two and, and how you've always encouraged us and told us that we could do whatever we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I remember you told us we had these verses. We yeah. had these sayings, sayings we had that to we say. had to say. Yeah. Every night. Yes. And then they were just, I mean, and it's great. And kids should know um, their worth. And, and not only to people, but um, to our Heavenly Father and know how much um, – he loves us and will always take care of us and just feel very blessed that um, he has put me and all of us in these um, situations and, and, and in this family together. Um, he loves We're us very so lucky. much. Absolutely. Very lucky, very lucky. Well, you know, I was told a long time ago that, you know, and, I, and it's obviously true, your kids are who you say they are. So, you know, that's that's why I had those little sayings that y'all said every night, like, I can do anything. You know, I, ca- I can't even remember them anymore. I'm believe sure y'all do. Yourself. Yeah, believe yeah. in yourself. And mm-hmm. we had all I think these. there was d- one about listening to your mom. And yeah, oh, I think sure. that was. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know if that would work really well, but. You know. 20 push-ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A day. Yeah. I used to punish my girls instead of when they got to a certain age, instead of paddling them or whatever, it was j- as. James Paul would say, a pow-pow. Yeah. Instead of a pow-pow. I made them do push-ups. So I think they kept them. also made us run in the mornings at like 6 a.m. That's true. In high school. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You hear Leah lean in and say, in high school. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, those were some some interesting days. And I'm just just so thankful for the times that we've had. And, of course, we look forward to many kids, many grandkids, you know. and um, Many. Good luck. Yeah. Many, many. (laughs) We're waiting. uh, Yeah. And I do want to say that I'm thankful for 
our son-in-laws, and um, you know we got very lucky that they yeah, we love did. you guys so much, and they're so protective of you all, and they love us and want to spend time with us. So we love you, Kyle and Wilden. I was gonna say it's funny because Wilden, I've literally seen the transition of me going to dad for things <laughs> like car stuff, like anything like that, and I've watched the transition of like me relying on Wilden for that, yeah. and I'm so lucky that he is willing and able to do to take kind of your that role right. in my right. life right. um never take your place different <laughs> roles obviously right. different right. roles right. but you know it's just funny to see the transition there but obviously he'll never replace you guys no. <laughs> <laughs> well again we are so thankful and i just want to go uh to talk about a little bit about what's coming up on our shows uh on december the 10th we're going to have Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus come in, and we're going to do an interview with mm -hmm. them. And uh, we're going to send out some information to all the elementary school kids, and to, to hopefully they'll log on. And uh, with their questions, we're going to have a, a, an open phone line for they can actually call in and ask Santa oh, Claus questions. So we're, we're really looking forward to that. So please join us for that show. It's going to be uh, December the 10th at 7 o'clock at 7 p.m. So... Uh, it's going to be a, uh, at the time when uh, all families are at home, and hopefully the kids will call in, and the parents may have some questions. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> we're really looking forward to that show. We really appreciate y'all joining in and sharing this time with us, with our family. And um, we just hope that you will like and share this video, and if, especially if you're watching it on uh, Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, you can give me the thumbs up there and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The more people that we can get involved in this process, the more people just find out what's going on in Dixon County. Our, our motto is all about Dixon County, and that's kind of our focus to interview people that have uh, things to do with Dixon County that can affect uh, what's going on in Dixon County. So again, we really appreciate you tuning in. We want to just wish you a, a happy Thanksgiving as, as you gather together with your families this next week. Just just be thankful and just, you know, with all your family there, just have a great time and spend that time together that, that, that really needs to, to happen for the bonding for your families and everything. So, again, thank you for watching, and we will see you on December the 10th. watching we know that you enjoyed today's show join us each friday on your lunch break at 12 p.m for new insights into local events politics and all things dixon county remember to like us on facebook and subscribe on youtube at the jeff eby show or visit our website thejeffebyshow.com